This is the Thrifty Pilot Podcast, where we discuss everything aviation, tips, tricks, and safety without breaking the bank. So welcome to the Thrifty Pilot's first podcast. This is James, and I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing. I heard a lot of buzz about these podcast things, and I wasn't quite sure what they were until I started kind of digging into the library of podcasts on my phone, and I found out that it's just a bunch of people that like to talk about a lot of stuff that they may or may not know a lot about. So I said, hey, I can do that. Why not add this to the site so people might get a better idea of what's going on in my mind? And hopefully this will turn into something that will help others or inspire others to make their own podcast or maybe just kind of think a different way about aviation and the way things are currently. So one of the topics that I thought that I could discuss early on and pretty much everybody would have an idea of what I'm talking about is that of drones in our airspace. As pilots, we think of it as our airspace, something that encroaches in our world. And some of us even think that the drone issue or thing is new to aviation. And to be completely honest with you, it really isn't. We've got so many things flying up there from so many different people, so many different agencies. It's a congested highway. And The thought of using a remote-operated vehicle in these areas of space has been around for years and years. I remember my grandfather once told me that he and his friend put together a remote-control airplane that flew all around, and I was astonished that this technology was that old. Really, the drones, when you break it down to it, are just that. It's just high-tech, remote-control vehicles. They've been around forever. And I know that's one of the things that a lot of pilots say that brought them into aviation. And this is why I'm speaking on it from the thrifty pilot's point of view. I myself was not able for a very long time to get into flying just because of the cost of entry. Flying is expensive, no matter how you look at it. Flying, the plane, the gas, the actual instruction, it adds up. And that's kind of the reason I put together the Thrifty Pilot website and and blog and all of this type of jazz to help people find that happy medium where they're actually able to enter aviation. However, for most of us, it's going to take a while to get into it. So what do we do? We experiment. We play with things that are less than actually flying ourselves around and those things are usually remote control vehicles such as airplanes. I have quite a few airplanes and I've had quite a few airplanes and helicopters and oh my when I got my first RC vehicle at the age of I think I was probably three or four I was just enthralled in this ability to maneuver this little device around remotely. Um, You know, it wasn't a wind-up thing, it was under my control, and it really inspired me. Later on, I got a uh, 
ready-to-fly type airplane, and I would fly that thing around until I was good enough. I would crash it. I would rebuild it. I would do uh, whatever I could. And, you know, even in those early, early stages of getting this little uh, two-channel airplane, really it was just the rudder that was doing the movement, I learned a lot about aerodynamics, and it, it truly, I believe, made me more confident as a pilot later in life. Now, let's kind of fast forward here, and what the concern is, is that this era of remote control vehicles has come to a point where we now have onboard GPS the ability to fly and go long distances where it wasn't really there before uh, with these older technology aircraft. And really, when you think about it, you know, this still is kind of the early stages and the reports aren't very prevalent and that is great of collisions. They do exist with a helicopter um, crash where the drone hit the rotor of the, uh, I believe it was a maybe a Black Hawk helicopter. And uh, there's a couple other ones where the uh, drones have moved into airspace and have closed down airports. Uh, not where real actual events have occurred where impacts have happened, but yet the fear is still there. And again, it goes back to the line of sight, the ability of the drone operator to lose this line of sight and still fully function uh, fully function the aircraft uh, and then also these drones are getting bigger um, so it's just the mass that's going through the uh, through the air but really again just bringing it back to its true sense you know we need to embrace and nurture these people that have an interest in aviation I know myself, I've continued with this curve. I'm a drone operator. I have my license, my commercial 107. I have drones that have been imported from China that aren't as uh, upscale or technologically advanced as these bigger drones and these more advanced drones, but I also have those more advanced drones. Uh, through companies like DJI. I know there's a lot of talk about them. But in a recent talk I had with a DJI uh, representative, it was interesting because he brought up the point of safety. They are aware. They know what's going on, and they've put money and effort towards making sure that their airspace is safe. I know that the FAA has had lots of talks, and the push to get... Um, registration of drones is a great step. Uh, you know how the way government works, it's a slow and tedious process to get new things implemented. But the, in the world of aviation, I have to give it to them. The FAA, the NTSB, they're doing great things to make sure that we stay safe. I know that when I'm flying around my family, I am constantly thinking about these things, but yet there's a little bit of me that says, you know, the FA, the NTSB, so on and so forth, these governing bodies that continue to push and make these airspaces safer and, and more negligible, or <laughs> more negligible, more uh, <laughs> navigable, um, you know, they're out there and they help. So 
I really appreciate their efforts, and it's just something that we need to continue as pilots to do two things, really. To embrace these operators or pilots, whatever you want to call it, of these remote vehicles, and also help informing the rules and regulations and help steer those to make sure that we are safe in the air. There is a big disconnect when you have someone on the ground operating a vehicle and someone actually in the air whose life is in danger on the line, I guess you would say. So my call out to all of my fellow pilots is if you see a drone operator or someone out there flying, don't think negatively of them. Step up to them when they have the moment and when it's free and clear and their drone is preferably on the ground and just kind of have a conversation and I'm sure you'll find a common ground where uh, you guys will come together in the world of aviation and really hit it off. I know there's a stigma between drone operators and pilots. There's a standoff really but there really should not be. We should embrace those people and we should help drive the changes to make and keep us safe. Just know that we were all up there looking at the sky at one time as little kids and this might be the point, this might be the turning point where that kid or that person is thinking that aviation is the path that they want to follow. So this is my first little post here uh, with this. Hopefully you uh, just took away a few minutes of your time and enjoyed it and maybe I sparked some ideas or possible conversation. We'll see how this goes. Not sure if we're going to continue it or might be a regular thing, but stay safe out there as always. Stay thrifty and have fun. See you guys. From the Thrifty Pilot. Thank you for joining us. Visit thethriftypilot.com for more Thrifty Pilot goodness. Stay safe, stay thrifty, and see you soon. Bye-bye.